and uh, what a what a beautiful day to worship our, our great God and Savior. And, and if you normally come into Rimrock, you know that we take this time um, very seriously to keep the Word of God central. And so the preaching of the Word is is so important to us. But uh, I shared at the beginning of the year that we're taking five Sundays to kind of pause as a congregation and look at uh, what God has done here at Rimrock and what He's calling us towards. And so the last two Sundays, we've talked about values, um, values that were shaped many, many years ago, but have been uh, something that we have been convinced that God has given us as a church to hold on to. And so it's really important to look back and remember those values and remember how those shape us as a people. And uh, today, we're going to be talking about a vision statement for Rimrock. And so I have two uh, wonderful brothers up here, and many of you know them, but I'm going to introduce them. This is Donovan Broberg, and uh, he serves as an elder here at Rimrock. He and his wife, Julie, have been part of Rimrock many years. How many years? 25. 25 years. Wow. And uh, Donovan and Julie were the first people I met from Rimrock, and uh, really special for Jill and I uh, to sit down and get to know them and hear their hearts. And and we both looked at each other after being with Donovan and Julie and said, if, if these are people that represent Rimrock, we, we want to we get to know this church more. We want to be part of, of this church. So we, we have a really special place in our hearts for Julie and Donovan. And one thing I, I really love about Donovan is his contagious passion for God and his ways and his imagination. And so I'm always inspired hearing from Donovan what God is doing in his heart. And then Lee Delane is also an elder. He and his wife Amy have been here how many years? Uh, 30. 30 years, yeah. okay. So, uh, in fact, I remember meeting Lee for the first time, and he said, uh, I was asking him about himself a little bit, and he said, I've been here forever. I've been part of Rimrock and been married here. And his wife's family were, I think, one of the first families that came. Yeah, yeah I think it was the first or second week that they came. Yeah. And, uh, uh, that was in 1981, yeah. I believe. Yeah, Awesome. And I, I know as a church planner, this was just a, a brand new church plant. And when you get that first family who commits and says, hey, we're going to be part of this, there's nothing more encouraging. So Lee and Amy have been such a foundational part of this body and its ministry. And I'm so thankful for Lee because God has given him a, a great passion, not only for uh, God and his ways, but Lee has a great way of asking important questions, <laughs> and really important questions that help us as a church, as a leadership team. And uh, partly why we're up here this morning talking about vision was because um, we were wrestling with some important decisions as elders, and Lee said, hold on, wait a minute. Um, we need to look at our values, we need to look at our mission, we need to look at our vision, and see how God has has." led us to embrace these things before we make important decisions. And that was such a critical uh, question that Lee asked us as leaders that really led to uh, one of the coolest things I've been part of with a leadership team of, of taking a retreat. And Lee's going to talk a little bit about that in a little bit. And seeing God work in our midst in such a way that what we're going to share with you this morning um, came out of that. And it's a really beautiful thing that we saw God do. But before... Um, we talk more about that. There's an image I want to show you, I think. Okay, you've probably seen this image. Um, one thing you'll learn about Donovan is he doesn't think in words, he thinks in pictures. <laughs> and so there's always images flowing. Beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. And so this is an image that God gave Donovan as they were beginning the search process for, 
for a, a senior pastor for Rimrock. And one of the things I love about this image is it's a pool of water that's flowing, moving. And it's so important. When we talk about values and vision and mission over these next few Sundays, it's so important to realize that what God has done in us isn't meant just for us. That when God blesses, when he gives, it's meant to be shared. And so as we talk about values and this morning as we talk about our vision, um, this is the picture that we must have is it's not just for us. It's not just to be contained in here and in, in, among us, but it's to be shared and to be um, rippling out into the worlds around us. And so God's work begins here, but it flows out. And so I just want to keep this image in front of us that we are not a pool that's stagnating. <laughs> we are a pool that God is wanting to flow out of and so that we can be a blessing and so that God's presence with us will be a blessing to many others around us. So I want to ask uh, this morning, Lee, if you would just share a little bit as you asked that question early on, looking at our values and, and our vision, why is a vision so important for us at Rimrock? Well, the, the vision within a church, I mean, it does a lot of things, but it, mainly I wanted to focus on today just um, the fact that it brings clarity to a destination. Now, if we just, for the sake of the conversation today, if we look at vision compared to mission, they're two separate things. Vision, um, which we're going to talk about today, has more to do with that destination. It's that thing out there. It's, it's uh, something that takes place over time, and it's, it's someplace that we might not ever totally attain, but that's the direction we're going. And so that, the vision provides clarity to the, to the destination. Think about in a couple weeks, um, uh, everybody in here, let's go to the Super Bowl, okay? Uh, we're going to go watch the Patriots play in the Super Bowl, right? So entire, the entire church, um, I'm going to assign 12 bus drivers. We're all going to pile on buses, and my direction to you is uh, see you at the Super Bowl. So how many know where it's going to be played this year? Be honest, don't Google it right now. Okay, so that's probably a good representation of how many people really know, you know, in an average church what their, what their vision is for that church. And so how would that end up? If you didn't know really the vision, the complete vision, um, we would all get in uh, separate buses and we'd have different drivers. And one would probably turn west here and end up in 385. The other, you know, half would go this direction. Um, not everybody would, in fact, probably uh, one bus would end up in Atlanta watching the Super Bowl, and that would be because there's only one person that really knows what the entire vision was. So that is why we really wanted to talk about it here this morning so that, um, you know, you really understood what that was and what, what the intent of it was. Um, how it came about, I mean, it was really, you know, I'm, I'm, I'll admit I'm, I'm that guy in the meeting that, you know, interrupts everybody and asks the question. Uh, but it was a really remarkable process where the elders got together. We took a Saturday and got in a room, and, and let's just, you know, let's break this all down. If we didn't have this building, this property, we didn't have anything but you with us, um, you know, this body, uh, what, does, what is God really asking us to do? And that was really the, the foundation of the meeting. And throughout the day, we started with our core values. We really had to understand our identity as a church first before we could answer any other questions. And the, the, the purpose of that day was to really think critically about Rimrock um, and, and look at our current uh, values, our, our mission and our vision statement, and ask the questions, is that really who God is wanting us to be? Now, it's been a while since we visited those statements. Let's see if that's actually uh, where he wants us to be. And it was, it was a phenomenal day where um, 
you could feel the Holy Spirit building in the room, driving the conversation, and um, it was a very, very special day. I'm, I'm sure you guys would agree that um, these things started um, just sort of popping out as, being, as becoming more clear as we went through the day. Um, as we went through that process, there was, there was two words in particular that I remember that, that kept repeating, and, and it, was a, it began to be a theme of where all the discussion was around, and that was community and being transformed. Those two words kept coming to the surface, so we knew that that really was going to be the focus. So that's where it kind of came from. Yeah, that's awesome. It, it was a, a remarkable day, and, and, and this is the new vision statement that we feel God put on our hearts out of that retreat time as elders is a community being transformed by Jesus Christ. And so a community being transformed by Jesus Christ. And so we felt this is, this is the desired destination for us as a local church, as a people that God has called at this time in this place. And so um, as, as we came to that, um, those three words are really what we want to talk about with you this morning. And so um, that word community, that word being transformed, and then Jesus Christ um, as our vision. And so um, Donovan, is, as uh, we've talked over the course of this last six months about this word community, it's been really cool to hear how God has stirred your heart around this word. And, and I'd love for you just to, to share a little bit of that with the, the congregation. Yeah, awesome. Uh, well, first thing is when Ben asked uh, uh, me to sh be a part of this team to share. I asked if I could draw, and he says, ah, that probably won't be working out too well for you to draw, but I do need to use my hands, and uh, I, I asked if I could wander around a bit when I talk, so I need to do that. And uh, <laughs> so, anyway, uh, I, last summer, when, we, when that uh, vision statement, the community being transformed by Jesus Christ, uh, rolled out of that, uh, uh, that retreat that we had, I was just excited. And uh, I was excited to share it with, with people uh, around me, with people at Rimrock. And I specifically remembered uh, uh, one of the first small groups that I was going to get to be in in early September where I could share this with more people. And I was preparing for that, and I was thinking about community and, uh, and how Rimrock is an awesome community, and, and how can we enhance that and, and be made better? And God put a thought into my mind right then, just kind of even caught me off guard. He says, you know what, Rimrock? This isn't about you, okay? I love you, but it's not about you. It is about me. And I, I want to show you uh, who I am. I am the, the original community. The I am the trinity of God. And I, will, I am going to show you how we do community. In fact, we have, the trinity has been modeling community for eternity. Okay? So awesome. And I, I was just overwhelmed. And uh, another thought started to enter my mind of uh, some fellow Rimrockers a few weeks before that had started to share with me about how the Trinity just exists to glorify itself. And they have no need beyond that but to glorify one another. The Holy Spirit, they were explaining how the Holy Spirit uh, just takes everything from all of creation and leads it 
to Jesus and uh, to glorify Jesus. They just want to, every, everything and everybody to see Jesus and bring Jesus glory. And Jesus receives that glory and he says, thank you uh, for, for blessing me. But you know what I want to do with that glory? I want to give it to my Father. I don't do anything except what he asks me to do. And I love doing what the Father asks me to do. And the Father sees that and he looks at Jesus and he says, I am so pleased with my son who, who does my will. And I am so glorified by that. And the Father says, but with all that glory, it's not for me. I want to pour it out. I want to pour my glory out on all of creation. And, uh, and he does so. He, he, he gives us hope. He pours out hope. He pours out blessing. He pours out his Holy Spirit onto his creation, onto his people. And so you see this community circles around in community, transforming through the word of God, which is flowing through it, and it never stops. And it's that picture of community that he is exposing to us. And he wants to get a little bit more personal with us. He wants to invite us into that, to have us join in in his community. And uh, he does that by, he shows us, the Holy Spirit says, hey, you were designed in my image, okay? You were designed in my image. And uh, you're over here, and you're in your world, and you have things that, you have problems, you have struggles, you have fear, you have pain, you have challenges that are going on in your life. And in our world, we try to numb those things down so they're not so striking and painful. And we try to numb them down and we try to hide them. But the Holy Spirit's over here saying, man, I, I am going to seek you out. You were designed in my image. And when you have those pains, those fears, those struggles, I am designed to interface perfectly with you. I want to engage with you. I want you to experience God in a new way. And he says, I have somebody to show you. I am going to lead you to my Jesus, okay? And I want you to see my Jesus. I want to lead you to the truth. And Jesus is there to receive what the Holy Spirit is leading to him, and his arms are open wide, okay? And so he's there, he's like, I was hoping you would come. I'm glad to see you. And he starts to receive you with this embrace, okay? It's the most amazing embrace that we, that we feel, and he engages us, okay? And he sees, as, as he embraces us, he says, I see you're carrying some stuff, some pain, some fear, some struggle, some, uh, yeah, difficulties. He says, you know what, I'd like to take those off of you. And as he takes those things from us, as we let him take those things from us, he hands us over to the Father. 
And the father receives us and pulls us up on his lap and he says, you are an amazing child. I am so pleased with you. And you bring me glory. Thank you. Thank you. And then he says, you know what? I want you to go. And he releases us back out into the world. And he says, go. But as you go, I want you to go in freedom. And I want you to be blessed. I'm going to pour out my blessing on you. I'm going to pour out my reward. I'm going to pour out my Holy Spirit on, on you so that you can continue to live in this community. So our first word is community, and that's our picture of the vision. Don't you love that? <laughs> awesome. Now, as, as we were preparing for this morning, Donovan threatened he would dance. And, <laughs> and if a Minnesotan says they're going to dance, that's a miracle that God has done. <laughs> But I, I love that picture, and I love how Donovan describes that, because we, we believe God is love. Do you believe that God is love? Now, love is only possible within community, and that's why the Trinity is so, so important to us, and it's, it's why we as Christians believe distinctively out of all the other religions that God is three persons in one God, because that is the essence of love, this sacrificing, this giving, this sharing that Donovan just shared. And so, um, as Donovan described the God as community, and, and remember, this vision is about God, he invites us into that, that community as well, and we get to be part of that. So thank you, Donovan, for sharing that. One thing that came out of our elder meeting was in some of the decisions we're trying to make as far as what does community look like for us at Rimrock, and there's many different implications of that for us, but one of the things that came out of that was this desire to see this message and this joy of God as community and for us as people shared with others. And so one of the things that kept rising the surface is what are we going to do downtown? Uh, because there was a, a growing group of people committed <clears throat> to our downtown ministry. And we just really felt like this is a community that God is forming that we want to invest in, that we want to see grow and invite more people into this incredible message of who God is. And so um, a lot of our ministry focus has been uh, this past six months looking downtown and how that can be developed and grow. And that's why Evan Hayes came on as a pastor and why uh, so much uh, time and energy has been focused down there as well as here is because we believe this is a community that will continue to grow and develop as God, as God leads us by his spirit. Let's look a little bit at that second word, transformation. And uh, we laughed, uh, the three of us, as we were talking about transformation, and we said, Lee, you should know about transformation. <laughs> uh, Lee works in an energy company that works with electricity. And so um, maybe, uh, Lee, would you just tell us a little bit about this word transformation, why it's such a key word for us at Rimrock, and why it kept came, coming to the surface? Yeah, no, I really like the word. As you said, I've been around it for, for most of my life. I didn't make the connection until you... you uh, mentioned it, so I'm a little slow in that area, but, um, but it does, it does uh, you know, present a, a good illustration of, I think, um, what, how God has designed that to, to look uh, for us and how we sometimes 
um, view that word in our everyday lives. And the transformation, the, the definition, I really love. It's, it, it's, uh, it means a thorough and dramatic change in form or appearance. And I think that we need to key in on that thorough and uh, dramatic change, I think, is, uh, is, is pretty unique there. Now, if we look at some scriptures there, for second, or, uh, excuse me, 2 Corinthians 5.17, it says, Therefore, if anyone is in, is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has passed away, and behold, the, the new has come. Uh, Ezekiel 36.26, I like this one. And I will give you a new heart and new spirit, and I will put within you, uh, um, and I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. And then, of course, um, in uh, 12.2, we even get a little bit of the how behind the transformation. Um, and it says, do not be uh, conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that, the, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. So thinking about that word trans, transformation or being transformed and how that relates to, to Rimrock, I think it's very key um, that we've always put an emphasis on, on uh, discipleship, discipleship and, and training. Um, and when we read those verses, you don't get a sense that that word transformed is kind of a one and done thing. It is certainly, if you, if you um, study that and how it's, how it's laid out in scripture, it's definitely a, a continual thing throughout our lives. And, um, and that's why I think it's, it's so important that as, as, uh, as being a part of our vision, it's just fundamental to kind of how we, uh, how we approach ministry. Uh, but I think the issue is one thing to remember, um, and, you know, just looking at how we apply that word to our own lives, I think we oftentimes take that word and think that, okay, this is something I have to do. I have to, I have to be transformed. I have some, somehow I have to figure out how to renew my mind every day. And it's, you know, we've had classes on that multiple times and we've had discussions about it. And it's, it's just one of those things that really is hard to get your head wrapped around. How do I do this daily, minute by minute? Um, we're good at trying to do that on our own. So I'll give you an example. Um, outside here, now you can remember this, every time you come into the building now, there's a transformer right outside the back door. So you walk by it. So make, make that uh, sort of that word picture um, as that thing back there is transforming the energy coming in. So this, everything in this building is designed to operate on, on a certain voltage, okay? So that's how this building is designed. Now we're designed uh, it, like, uh, like that as well, like God actually designed us a certain way. So if I tried to go in front of the transformer, say I needed a cup of coffee, so I took my Keurig and I walk out in the back parking lot there, climb the pole and I take my coffee pot up there and through basic principles of electricity, I could theoretically wire up uh, uh, something to run that Keurig up there. Um, but I would, you know, forgetting one small principle, but, uh, but since I know more than everybody else, I'm going to go ahead and do that. Um, so I climb off the pole and I, I rig that up. Now, it's not going to end well when I try to energize that Keurig. It's, uh, I'm going to make a rapid descent off the top of that pole and not have a coffee. But if I came inside how it was designed and plug it into a receptacle, it would work perfectly. And I think that is maybe how we oftentimes approach these, these verses and this concept of, of being transformed is that it's not anything through our own effort. I mean, we, it's a complete reliance on, on the one who designed us, who knows us, who gave us this vision uh, that is, it is a minute-by-minute minute thing and that he who began that good work will finish it. Yeah. Awesome. Isn't that awesome? Awesome image. And, and this word, yeah, so praise God. Well said. This idea of transformation is rooted, as Lee said, in the gospel. This is, this is why Jesus came, and, and it's, it's 
concept that's found throughout the scriptures. Lee's quoted those scriptures, and it culminates in what? The resurrection. The resurrection. And so what God is doing in us is he's taking that old and bringing in the new. And, and, and this is what we call discipleship. It's that, it's that transformation of the old to the new and will ultimately be realized in our glorification. And so we went through Romans where we learned those words, right? Justification, sanctification, glorification. And that's the work of transformation that God is doing in our lives. So um, about six months ago, uh, we formed a team here at Rimrock that would look at discipleship of how does God want to do this transforming work in us. And so uh, Donovan has been part of that. And so Donovan, would you just describe a little bit about um, some of the, the things that came out of that retreat and, and forming this team for discipleship? Right. Yeah. That's, it's been a really cool thing, a, a focus on, uh, on discipleship, what that will look like uh, for Rimrock and for our community, how that will really ripple through our community like the, like the picture shows. And uh, and it is already starting to ripple. The word of God uh, flowing into that pool, saturating us with grace. But uh, one of the key things that just is, is developing out of that uh, time of a small group listening to God and hearing from God is uh, that, that very middle statement of our vision, um, being transformed. Now Lee and Ben are both gonna talk a little bit about transformation they have and will but I want to focus in on that that word right in front of it being and uh, being is a state of mind it's a position it's a it's a purpose it's where your life is it's where you exist you you're not gonna flow or get outside of of being and and God wants us to continuously be in that place of being transformed. And we just saw through the, that trinity that he is wanting to transform us with the word of God, and he is doing that, and it's, it's forever. It's an awesome thing. And so we're, uh, discipleship is starting to, to form in a, a cool picture of what that looks like and how, how to play how to play it out in your life. And uh, that's going to be coming the, in the months of 2019. We're, we're going to really see that flowing through Rimrock. And so out of this vision, there's this, there's this sense of saying God, God wants to form something here of what transformation will look like for us as we uh, are in the gospel and the word of God. And so I'm so thankful for this team that has devoted a lot of their time and energy to praying and seeking God about, about these things. Um, one of the things that we're going to be doing after this series is going into the Sermon on the Mount, uh, where Jesus shares the vision for transformation of, of what his followers are to look like in this world. He calls us light and salt. And so there's a powerful vision that Jesus gives us, his people, of what transformation will look like. And we're going to spend a lot of time in the Sermon on the Mount as a church here in 2019 um, looking at what this can look like for us in our lives. And I just want to read this verse out of 2 Corinthians where Paul says, Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Amen? <laughs> freedom. And we all who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory and are being transformed into his image 
with ever-increasing glory. Do you realize that? That God, His glory is being shared with you and you are being transformed into His image, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. And I, and I love that. And this is a theme that is, is throughout the Scriptures, and we're going to discover more and more of that as a, a family here at Rimrock. Now, both Lee and Donovan have been sharing up here, and, and I believe it's next Sunday there's going to be a class that they've led for three years now, three or four years, uh, talking more about community and transformation. And, and so what we're doing here is just a, we're, we're just breezing over it really fast. But if, if you're interested in going deeper into what these words mean and, and how they play out in our lives as Christians, as followers of Jesus, I'd invite you to come. Uh, it's at night, the first service, 9 a.m., and uh, Lee and Donovan are both part of that, and it would be a, a great thing to continue to grow, grow in that as well. Now, I'm so thankful for the fact that this vision statement, a community being transformed, ends with the, very, the most important part of this whole statement, Jesus Christ, by Jesus Christ. If we just think about that verse I read in 2 Corinthians where Paul says, whose image are we being transformed into? Jesus. <laughs> and so our, our ultimate vision as Christians, and, and you don't have to be part of Rimrock for this, but as Christians, our ultimate vision is Jesus. But it is critical for me as a pastor of this church and, and for us as elders to say at Rimrock that Jesus is our ultimate vision because he is the Son of God. He is the Lord of Lords. He is the King of Kings. He is the creator of all things. He's our creator. He's our maker. And as Donovan described the community, he is the way and the truth and the life. He is the gate, he says, to that community. And so Jesus is central, is so paramount for us. And so, um, Donovan, would you just describe a little more what, a, what this focus on Jesus does to us as a congregation? Yeah. Again, I've got to stand up and use my arms. But uh, So we are a community being transformed by Jesus Christ. And I, I think it's uh, this broad, it starts out broad and it funnels down a community. We are focused on being transformed and it is by Jesus Christ. And it is, it's really the, the, the ultimate punctuation mark. And I... Just to kind of borrow from the earlier vision, um, why, is it, why is it Jesus? Why is it not God? Why is it not the whole Trinity? But, but it's, it's an awesome thing that happens in Jesus and only in Jesus, and this is the way the triune God intended it. Um, if you can imagine Jesus with two arms, those two arms that were stretched out wide to receive you, over here, we got the Holy Spirit just leading you in all those things that are going on in your life. Fear, struggles, pains, all of those are being directed to Jesus. And uh, those are the arms. This is one of the arms that comes and does that embrace. And here, this embrace, uh, the other arm is the releasing to the Father, okay? And it's releasing into freedom, into infinite freedom into the amazing stuff you know but it, it happens it it can only happen right here in that embrace what happens with that embrace of grace is this amazing exchange and uh, it's where he lifts those things that we're carrying on our own off our back and releases it into freedom 
So it only happens right here through Jesus. Lee, would you just talk a little bit about how this focus on Jesus helps us live? We talked about values, and next Sunday we're going to talk about mission, but how does this focus on Jesus make this possible for us to live these things out? Oh, it's a huge question. You know, when we talk about, you know, how do we live out these values and, and, uh, and, and this vision? I mean, it's uh, not sure that any of us are qualified to fully answer that, right? But what I've understood through this process has really been, been interesting to look first to Jesus and look, look, as, uh, look to him as an example. And if you look through the Gospels, there's like verse after verse after verse that explaining what his, his mission was on earth. And I think our vision is really rooted in that, that um, his mission, you know, in John um, 18, for this reason I was born. I mean, that's an indication. This is what he's here to do. For this reason I was born. For this reason I came into this world to testify to the truth. Um, earlier in John says, I came that they might have life and, and might have it abundantly. Um, and there's verse after verse about what Jesus' work on earth was, was all about. Um, and I think our vision is, is deeply rooted in that. The point there is that I think it's really, really important to kind of go back, going back to what I talked about earlier um, about being reliant on Christ is that we need to focus on the vision giver first rather than the vision. Um, if you uh, really think about it, Christ came to earth, and I was just blown away when we kind of discovered this through our class that, you know, when you really think about what Christ came and, and did, he did not do a fraction of what he could have done. Now think about that. He could have done a lot more while, while he was here on earth, right? He didn't do nearly what he was capable of doing simply because all he was doing was, was from the Father. Whatever the Father's having me do, that's what I'm going to focus on. And I think we need to really keep that in mind, and that's what we need to sort of model. We're not called primarily to do something or go somewhere. We're, we're called to someone. Um, we're not called first to special works, but we're called to our Father. And I think that those, are, those are very important uh, concepts to, to really um, understand as we kind of move forward. And we try to live these out daily. Um, like I said, if we, if we focus on those things by ourselves, if we walk this out under our own effort, we'll fail. Seeking to stand hour by hour in the conscious presence of God, the one from whom your vision is derived. That's a phrase that I have written down um, in multiple locations, so I have it in front of me. Just seek to stand hour by hour next to him. And I think that's, that's, about, that's where we have to start. That's profound. Did you guys hear that? That was profound. <laughs> It's, it's not about us, right? And that's, I think, what Lee just described. It's on the vision giver, right? That's awesome. I, I, I want to stay there. Do you guys want to stay there as a church, focused on Jesus? Yeah. I want to end by doing something. I know we, uh, we've done this throughout this last months. We've stood as we've read the Word of God. And I want to stand with you guys. And I want to read out of Colossians chapter 1, which is... Uh, a vision of Jesus. And so would you stand with me? And I, I don't know if we have it on the screen available or not, but if it's not there, I would ask you just to, to listen to these words out of Colossians chapter one with me. The son, who is Jesus, is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For in him, all things were created, things in heaven and earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things 
hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead, so that in everything he might have the supremacy. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. Would you pray with me as the worship team comes up? Lord, as we've talked this morning, shared this morning about a vision, Lord, all of that is empty if it's not about you. And so, Jesus, we commit as a church to keep our eyes, as it says in Hebrews, fixed on you, the author and the perfecter of our faith. And our desire, Lord, is to live our lives for you and your glory and your kingdom and your righteousness because, God, all around, everything around us will not remain, but you will remain forever. And it says in Hebrews that we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. And so, Lord, we put our trust, we put our hope, we put our faith in you and you alone. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. As uh, I didn't really have a song planned.